Hey guys, welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Egomaniac, a standalone romance by Vi Keeland. But before we dive in, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. Jessen and I love getting feedback from you, so follow us on our social media pages at SWReadROM. If you're looking for some extras, join our Patreon for access to awesome swag, free books, a look behind the scenes of our episodes, and exclusive content including monthly videos Q&A's some fun games so we really really appreciate all our patrons and your support we're very very thankful yay patrons yay <clears throat> okay so I <laughs> I think I know what you want to talk about I want you to tell us that story about your incident <laughs> yes <laughs> your terrifying guys, incident guys, this week y'all are going to <laughs> laugh your asses off at me <laughs> Like, I'm embarrassed, but I'm going to tell you anyway because, you know, we're pretty open with yeah, our lives. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Hold on, let me take a sip of my Y'all should have seen all the memes I was sending her <laughs> and gifts I was sending okay. her. Okay, okay, okay. So, <laughs> I was taking a morning walk with the dogs in the backyard. And as soon as I got, like, out from under our back porch – like, the dogs were, like, on alert. They were, like, right. and looking to the side. While I look, and I see this, like, big object to the left. And I'm just, like, immediately, I'm, like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> then I see it's, it, it's, a, it's a bunny, guys. And so I'm, like, oh, look, the bunny. He's so cute. It's, like, this black, black, mostly black bunny. It's a brown in it. And so I was, like, oh, it's so cute. Well, the dogs were going absolutely insane. Right. I was trying to take videos because my youngest sister, Aubrey, she – loves animals right and actually they found like a lost domesticated bunny on their new piece of property and yeah. so like they like took care of it for a while before we but gave this it to another like lady. a wild well no rabbit. it's not no? because a wild one is only light brown they're only light brown oh okay. and they don't come near it look like the video the, i don't know i don't know it looks wild but i don't I know i don't know up. much about I rabbits looked it y'all. <laughs> i looked it up the difference between a domesticated bunny and a wild one. Of and course they you said, did. Of course. I have of to course find out. she did. <laughs> and they said that the um, wild ones are light brown color. Right. And they're skinny and they're lean and they also don't like humans. Okay. So well, they won't approach I, I stand you. I stand corrected. And this is another reason why <laughs> this is a domesticated bunny. It loved me. It. <laughs> after I put the dogs out, I was going back outside to video the bunny. So I'm getting in my position, and then all of a sudden, the damn bunny starts charging me. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on, no. I was like, it's fine, it's fine. You can stay over there. I'll stay over here. You stay over there. And I recorded a video. I sent it to Juliet, and I was oh like, God. oh, it's a cute bunny. And then it's I was so like, no, funny. bunny, no, bunny, She's stay, like, bunny. no, bunny, no, bunny. And the bunny's just, like, hopping toward her, hopping closer. <laughs> like, No, I'm telling y'all, at one point, because I went outside to go get, put some food out for it, and at one point, it, like, charged me. And I was like, bunny, no! <laughs> Justin running from the bunny. At Go. one point, it blocked me from the house. And I was, <laughs> I, was I told Kevin he was dying. <laughs> dying. So, y'all, all I could... I turning around the yard like yes. a crazy person from a fucking bunny. <laughs> <laughs> so, all I could think of, I think of was Monty Python, Holy Grail, when they go to the cave of... With the bunny of death, you know, and they're all like, run away, run away, you know. I was so, like, oh, yeah, my God. I had my own bunny of death experience. And it's so <laughs> funny because I mean, like, I love animals and stuff, but 
I guess the unknown, and then it's a creature coming at you that you yeah. don't know. And, I'm and just all like, I can see is Jessen running away from a bunny in her yard. Y'all, y'all. Yeah. I'm kind of embarrassed about oh it, but you know. Yeah, we are obviously you know. easily entertained. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, yeah, of course we are. You know, I mean, we laughed about this for a while. Sorry. And then, um, <laughs> but turns out it was a bunny from the neighborhood. Oh, That's also was? how I know that it wasn't a wild bunny. <laughs> um, so anyway, we got him back to his home. and oh, But good. Aubrey was like so pissed off because she wants to take care of it for a little while. Yeah. She's like yeah. Dr. Doolittle. She just wants all yeah. the animals. Aubrey is hilarious. She doesn't discriminate against any animals. She wants them all. Yeah. But anyway, okay, yeah. I guess we anyway. can talk about this book now, you know. Okay, <laughs> yes. Oh, guys, Egomaniac. Please, Woo-hoo! let's talk We're about so Drew. We're so excited. Juliet's go. going to start us off. Egomaniac is a dual POV friends to lovers romance that will give your laugh muscles a workout. Egomaniac is an incredibly funny, steamy, and beautiful story about a cynical divorce attorney and the marriage counselor that he shares an office with. Their opposing views on love and frequent bickering mixed with heavy flirting, sexy flirting, are the perfect combination for an epic romance. Oh, yeah. I am in love with this book. And like, even though there was like a lot of like shit going on, Mm -hmm. there's some like serious stuff going on. There really is. It felt like an easy read. Like I was just like flying through this book. This is by far my favorite Vikeland book. Yes. It's, it's one of my favorites as well. And I've read this one quite a few times and every single time I'm just like, I love it. I love it. And one of my favorite things that she does in Egomaniac is that the hero, whenever he's presented Drew, he's like this cynical man whore who yes. hates commitment and like he could come off as such an asshole because he's very cocky. And Super like, cocky. But he is so lovable. And it oh like doesn't take him long to like be like endearing. Enamored. And he, yes, I don't by, know. Uh, There's Emory. just something special about Drew. And I don't know. There I really just love is. what she I, does. I don't know how she crafted him so well, but mm-hmm. he, he is. He is this he is a cocky man whore that you fall in love with almost immediately. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the humor and the 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 his, the things we hear him think in his POV, oh, which absolutely. are very endearing. Even I think if he's that it's saying, very important whenever you have like a man whore, I mean, to have his POV as well because a lot of times you just got to get to the the depth. The right. Meat. You got to peel away what those layers. What they say is opposite of what they think a lot. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like they may say very cocky, you know, things. And then on the inside, we can hear him thinking much more, have more depth. Yeah. You know? He definitely has a lot of depth, yeah. like a lot. And I cannot wait to get into his character. But the writing is so good in this book. The it banner really is, brilliant. is snappy. It's perfect. The emotional scenes yes. are so freaking sweet and beautiful. And they're just like such sexy chemistry between them. Oh I can't. I just can't. And I love it. And I stand for this book like all the Me time. Me too. This is like one of my, you know, I have a lot of five star reads, but this is one of those that I will, I have reread and will reread yeah, again because exactly. I loved it that much. That's why I have so many different shelves on Goodreads because I have like my five star reads, but then I have like the ones that I consider my favorites. Yeah. And then I need to break mine down more. Oh and my God. I have, I have not so broken down my shelves. shelves. It's kind of ridiculous, but yeah. it helps me go find like whenever someone asks for a specific book recommendation, I can find it much easier. Yeah. And then also I started a shelf to remind myself because at the end of the year, we're going to do some special mini like with our favorite books that we've had throughout right. the year. A lot of things planned for the end of the year. And so that also helps me get my thoughts organized. But you know how I love organization. So oh is that God. a surprise? Probably if not. she could color code that shit, she would. <laughs> Trust me. I would. All right, Jess, tell us about the characters. Okay, so we have Drew Jagger. 
I love his name, Jagger. And I always keep I on saying Mick Jagger in my head. I just I can't help it's it. a sexy name. I can't help it. So he's a divorced attorney and he's recently returned from vacation. And he finds a strange woman camped out in his office <laughs> claiming that the office is hers. And he can't help but find the whole situation funny when it's clear she's been conned. Yeah. Like 100% clear. And something about her hits his soft spot. And Drew Jagger doesn't have very many soft spots right. for you know people who like aren't related to him. And he finds himself offering his office space until she gets on her feet which yeah. is a very sweet thing to do you little, you little butt but anyway so then we have Emery and Emery might have started off on the wrong foot as a new resident of New York but she's determined to pay Drew back for not leaving her out in the cold working with a man who is cynical about love and the longevity of marriages might prove to be a problem since it's her job to fix them mm-hmm. clashing outlooks <laughs> on life or no she can't help but wonder what has made Drew so damn jaded yeah this is we're gonna find out such a fun opposites attract this they is are great. so opposite this is so good I love it <laughs> so we're gonna jump into the spoiler section so that we can tell you exactly why we love this That's right, guys. And if you have not read this book, please go pick it up and then come back and come chat with us. All righty. Now we're in the spoiler section. Jessen, it's showdown time, baby. It's showdown. I'm right with mine. Mine's a sweeter scene, of course. (laughs) So my favorite scene in this book is towards the end of the book, whenever Emery and Drew were like actually in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you recall, in the beginning of the book, there is a scene where Drew suggests, hey, can I look at your phone and look at your pictures? Oh, and my he tells goodness. her, you can find out a lot about yes. a person yes. whenever you look at um, their pictures. The pictures. Mm-hmm. Whenever it's like spur of the moment, like, give me your phone, you're, you don't have a chance to clean up shit. Right. And so once he, you know, they have, he looks at her pictures, but then whenever she goes to look at his, there's nothing on there. Right. So later on in the novel, he gives her this flip phone and this flip phone belongs to his son, Beck. And he is like, you remember (laughs) how I didn't have any photos on my phone? That's because, you know, I don't keep anything important like that. Right. This phone, this phone has all the pictures. Right. And so it's Beck's phone. And whenever she's she's looking through all these beautiful photos of Drew and his son, Beck, and they're so cute. Like there's one where, you know, Drew's shaving and like Beck has like put like foam on his face. The shaving cream is like copying his dad. It's basically him just being the most cutest dad in the world and then there's also a picture at the end where beck took a picture of emery and drew whenever they were ice skating and emery's about to like do a full-on split because <laughs> she can't ice skate and she's Drew's holding onto her it. hands and she's about to like bust on her ass and she's looking at this picture and this is whenever she realizes yes. that she's truly in love with drew and yeah. that this picture like captures them falling in they're, love yes they're like laughing at each other yes. and just you know complete adoration and it just i it just warmed my heart first of all because i love the callback and i love that all of his important pictures were on his son's phone yes and i love that beck was the one to capture that moment. Yes. And it's and, just a and wonderful just way to say, realize I how know. in love they are. Oh my are. God. So let me just say something about that. That is an amazing mm-hmm. scene and I love it too. That is an awesome one. Is that for an egomaniac to have no selfies mm-hmm. and like all these pictures of himself on his yeah, phone. Like where are the app pics? I mean, come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like. And he thinks he's hot stuff too. Oh, so. he does. He knows he's hot stuff. Yeah, he is. But. That's not important. Like that kind of shit isn't important to him. No. You know, it to me it's more like Family he's like man. super confident, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, he knows what he got. Yeah. But he also values his son more than anything. Right. And that's what that's what it tells you about Drew. I know. So like, clever, clever. Other things are unimportant, but his yes. son is super important. And he included Emery in their life, which goes to show you how much he Spike respects Eland's her. so good so. with that. That was perfect. <gasps> it was wonderful. Anyway. Awesome. Okay. Oh, I'm getting my feels already. <laughs> we already started. We haven't even gotten started. Slow your roll, biatch. Sorry. Okay. All right. So my turn. Okay. <laughs> so my scene is... Um, a little, a little bit smexier, but it does have Risque. some, it does have some feels in it. So first off, it is Emery's birthday. Uh, Drew finds her crying in her office. Okay. Yes. First of all, he runs down because I think he forgot like his condoms or something. Yeah. There was yeah. a girl. There's in a girl his upstairs in his apartment because he lives in the same building he works. And um, he runs downstairs and finds her crying. And he's like, shit, I can't leave her alone. Mm-hmm. So he ditches his one night stand mm-hmm. and takes her out for her birthday. And they go out for margaritas and he cheers her up because he just can't stand to see Emery because they're still like friends, quote yeah. unquote, yeah, at this exactly. point. And um, he takes her home. They've had a wonderful time. They yeah, they come back at like 2 a.m. Yeah, they've like been like getting wasted. And um, here's the thing. Baldwin lives next door. Baldwin Fucking is this Baldwin. dickhead that... Leads uh, her on. Yes. What an asshole. Yes. Leads Emery on. He's always got girls coming in and out of his apartment, but he keeps her on a leash because he knows she's in love with him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have a lot to say about him later. We have but anyway. Whole, yeah, we'll s- more on that. Yes. <laughs> Hang tight. Stay tuned. So right when um, Drew hears Baldwin come into the hallway, he decides he is going to kiss her. Bow, okay. Chicka, okay. So I want to read just really quickly. I, do it. I have to have a quote, quote for this. it. That little kiss was all testosterone, me being a dick to the asshole next door, pissing on the fire hydrant, so to speak. But when I pulled my head back and saw her eyes dilated and lips parting for more, my next move had nothing to do with who was watching. And then it just molds into this beautiful, like hot, hot and heavy, ass kiss. yeah, hot, hot kiss. Yeah. She's like definitely feeling it. Yeah, she like mm-hmm. melts into him. It is like this steamy, steamy. Yeah, kiss. It's and supposed Baldwin to be who? like, is Baldwin still here? No, yeah. because they're they're in their own little bubble right now. I know. And when he finally pulls away, he does say, maybe that will wake him up. But at the same time, he's just thinking it woke him up. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So I love these turning man. point scenes. These are always my favorite scenes. It's like the scene, the the moment that. It went from friends to something else. Yeah, exactly. Because after this point, Emery starts thinking about it too. Yeah. And Emery's problem is that she's like, oh, she did it. uh, He did it. He did it because he was making Baldwin jealous. But, you know, she's struggling because she's like, oh, it kind of meant something to me. You know? Oh, yeah. And it's great. Good scene. I love that scene. Okay. Okay. I'm so excited to get into into this book. Let's go for it. All right, our opening scene is our hero, Drew Jagger, and he's returning to Manhattan on New Year's Eve, which this is an important day. There's going to be many, many, many callbacks to other New Year's Eves, and I really like how that's like a tie-in with this whole situation. So he's coming back from Hawaii, a getaway, and he's a a divorce attorney who is presented as an extremely cynical asshole-ish guy who enjoys his work a lot. Like, he loves being a divorce attorney. Oh, yeah. And his office (laughs) is actually... badass Yeah. His (laughs) office is actually on the ground floor of his apartment building because, you know, it's been in the family forever, all Mm -hmm. that jazz, and it has been going under... It has been undergoing renovations for the past two weeks while he's been gone. Right. So he decides before he rides the elevator up to his apartment that he's going to go check on the progress. He's going to be like, let me go see what's been going on. (laughs) He hears this noise. He goes into this room. There's a fucking woman 
and she's standing on the chair with a stapler or no her cell phone I'm sorry she's standing on the chair with her cell phone like a weapon and she's like Stay get back I'm calling the police and, she, and he's, he's like, like what the fuck crazy why are you in my office crazy bitch what are you doing in here and she's like this is my office get out now and then her skirt falls <laughs> Skirt falls to her ankles. And I'm fucking dying. I'm like, this is a shit show. This is great. What just happened? And like, she's like pulling it up and she's like, I'm on the phone with them. Yes. And he's a really tall guy and la la. And he's like, she's not on the phone with the police. I know. And he's so like, anyway, go ahead, call he them. convinces her to calm the fuck down and right. get down off the damn chair. And pull her skirt and, up. Yeah. And so... I love all the sarcasm flying during this exchange. Oh my god! His responses to like he's not concerned at all because like yeah. she she like thinks like she's scaring away this like wannabe thief or whatever. Yeah, and he's just the stuff he says to her is fucking hilarious. It's so funny, and I love the dialogue in this book so much. And the reason why she decides to get down because he seems so fucking unconcerned. He's yes. like he's like yeah, call the police. It's fine. Yeah. Like yeah, Go do ahead. it. Call them. <laughs> so it's immediately clear to Drew that this woman. From Oklahoma, we find out, has been scammed into renting out an unavailable office space right. in Park Avenue. And it would be no- enormously expensive. Right. And so she he gets the story out of her. She's so naive in this situation coming from Oklahoma to New York. I guess she wasn't thinking about prices or anything. So one of the guys who's working in the construction zone decided to take advantage and was like, yeah, here you go. Rent some office space. I'll need a $10,000 deposit in cash because the banks are closed. It's the weekend. And so she's like, yeah, she gives him the fucking $10,000. So poor thing. And he just like, oh my God, you poor, poor, poor simpleton. Yeah. See, this would never happen to me because I've read too many books, romance books where this has happened. Yeah. I'm I'm a very skeptical bitch. Okay. So yeah, I'd like to say that this wouldn't happen. Yeah, I'd like to. Think. Um, so we find out that she's just moved to Manhattan and she's a psychologist looking for office space and she now has no money or place to see her client. She's mm-hmm. like devastated by that. It's she's so also, sad. you know, can't help but admiring, you know, the guy. And I love how she calls his dimples mouth cleavage. And I'm that just like, oh my God, that's a hilarious. great description because I think dimples are fucking sexy. Oh, just God, like yes. guys think cleavage is yes. like hot. I'm like, give me some dimples. Dimples are super sexy. sexy. So Drew offers to meet Emery at the police station to report the scammer the next morning on New Year's Day. He's like, I'll meet you there. Yeah. So after um, he gives his statement to the police the next day, he stays while Emery looks at the mugshots, even though he was free to go. Like he could have left, but he's Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm just done. His part's done. He could have washed his hands of all this, but something. 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 And I like the way he notices like what she's wearing. Like Mm -hmm. he's very enamored. Oh, he's into her. You know. Pretty, He's pretty into quick. her. He frequently yeah. checks out her ass. <laughs> yes. She apparently has a really great ass. Yes. So when the police run a check on Emery, they find an old outstanding warrant for her for indecent exposure. Like, what the fuck? I know, like, what did Emery do? This is great. <laughs> like, it's so funny. So Drew, like, he's like, look, he offers to be her lawyer and get it taken care of. But first, he's like, first, I'm going to need to know every single thing that happened. Yeah. He's okay. like, the more details, the better. Yeah. He already knows that she's kind of... of um. A, not a pushover, but 
uh, naive. Because she's freaking out about it. Right. She's, she's like, freaking oh out. My God, I'm so he go basically to jail. cons her. He's like, so, so basically she tells him this entire episode about skinny dipping with this guy. Yeah. He's like, oh, and what color were the underwear? Like, he's yes, like, he's like, he's like, he's like, like the more she's details like, is that I have, important? The he's like, yeah, yeah, I totally need to know that. <laughs> I totally have to know that. Like, <laughs> did y'all get it on? Like, what did he like wants like visual pictures yeah, of what he happened? He was also upset he's that it didn't dog. get further. Like, because yeah. they didn't even get to skinny dip before they were caught. And he's like, damn it. I thought it was going to be good stuff. I know. <laughs> like, he's, like, picturing this whole image in his head. He's such a it. dog. It's hilarious. It's great. So um, so she does. She kind of tells him everything that happens. It was a very innocent thing that occurred. Um, the charge was not anything too bad. They weren't. No. They were still, like, even in their underwear. Yeah. You know? They, they didn't, didn't even get, anything. like, fully naked. So Emery thanks him as they arrive at the courthouse, saying she probably owes him thousands of dollars for his time. And um, what's funny is he's not really bothered by this yeah at all, i mean like which his is unusual time for is him like precious yeah and I, I forgot how what his hourly rate is it, but it's something unbelievable like i was like holy yeah. shit people pay this but apparently they do mm-hmm. um and he normally would not do this kind of thing you know for somebody random but he's just taken with emory yeah she's know? like this breath of fresh air yes. she's like this hurricane that just like blew into yes, his life this little sweet oklahoma breeze yeah. coming coming through and he just can't not be around her mm-hmm. and you know be with her so we find out, though, at the courthouse, Drew has to work a little bit harder to get Emery off the hook because the assistant district attorney is a woman that he messed around with before and apparently, like, fucked her over. Like, kind of like, yeah, and you know. Th- this is, like, a common occurrence with him. He yeah. does not do relationships. He bangs and leaves them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he One says he's pretty whatever. upfront about it, but this woman seems like she's upset about yeah. the outcome. Yeah. <laughs> she feels like she deserved a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, she... Emory is so happy that she didn't have to do the 30 days in jail <laughs> uh, like the ADA originally suggested, which yeah. was ridiculous. Like it was supposed to it be was a, a fine. Yeah, it, it was, was supposed, supposed to be a fine. fine. But as soon as she saw that um, Drew, Drew was friendly with her and with a girl and she was like, your honor, I'm suggesting jail time. Like yeah. an asshole. <laughs> like what a bitch. Just to get back at Drew, which I thought was so, that such was a awful. horrible like, thing to do. Like your thing is with Drew. Yeah, you're like, going to make don't this girl Don't take it out on suffer. this innocent person. I know. Ugh, that, I don't like that kind of, like that. Yeah, yeah that kind of tells you what kind of character she was so she like yes. demands like an actual date from drew and Gross. whatever they you never know? go on it i'm so glad thank god me too that i was, was really afraid of that yeah was it was really completely dropped and i love it i'm me like too. Yay. like you're out bitch <laughs> okay so anyway so emory's really thankful about that and she's like she promises to pay him back even though she's like i have no idea how i'm gonna pay for all this shit yeah okay so they part ways but Later on, I think it's like maybe the next day, Drew calls her and it's like, look, um, your office furniture was accidentally delivered, <laughs> even though she'd canceled it. She's like, oh, shit, I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah, they like set it up because they thought they were being helpful. And so yeah, like her full like, on oh. office is like set up yeah. in Drew's office. Because there's like, oh, I like your furniture. <laughs> looks good in here. <laughs> looks great. And she's like, how do you know what it looks like? Because <laughs> I'm sitting in it. <laughs> so, the, um, so the next morning, Emery gets to the office because she's trying to, you know, she's like, look, I'm going to get there. I'm going to wait for them to come and pick it up. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm going to fix all this. But while she's there, he's on the phone with a client. So she just kind of takes it upon herself to sort of manage the office yes. while he's busy, which I thought was awesome. It was great. It was awesome. She signs for a FedEx package. She starts answering calls for him. She even negotiates a higher retainer for a potential client. 
<laughs> which he later is like, well, I need to make up for the fees that I cost yes. you, so just take it out of his. Yeah. He's like, oh, I, I upped my rate? She's it's like, yes, so you did. Funny. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, and it also shows that she's very ballsy. Yeah, you know she what I is. Mean? And she's not, I mean, like, she may have, like, initially come into New York as this naive person, right. but she's not dumb. Right, She exactly. just had a moment of, this is too good to be true. She wasn't but wanting it and through. needing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's not a dumb person. Right, and I love that we get that contrast, that she's just not a ding dong. She just had a, a lapse in yes. judgment yes, for a moment. Exactly. Um, so, and we find out that his secretary is out on medical leave for a few months. Hmm. So this kind of is going to come in handy. Yes, it does. <laughs> Emery hangs out at the office a little while, and then they end up having lunch together. Yeah. Which I thought was really nice. And um, while they're having lunch, Drew asks to look at the pictures on Emery's phone. He's like, you know, it's the best way to get to know someone. And so he looks at her pictures. And... um while they're looking at he's dying laughing because some of them are ridiculous she has a selfie she's has a phone rubber band to her head yes because like her speakerphone wasn't working and she also yes. needed to type at the she's same like, time it was efficient it i was, was trying to <laughs> I'm just picturing it. It's I know. Great. So she's got these little makeshift inventions she had, you know, and yeah. there's a picture of her using it. Um, we also have a picture of her in a pretty little black dress and she's posing with this man. And he's like, oh, like, who's this? Your boyfriend? Ex-boyfriend? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, neither. You know, she said there's a story there. And that's all we kind of get. All right. So she tells him that Baldwin is this guy that doesn't feel the same way about her, um, but they're just friends. But we also find out he is living right next door to her in New York. Yes. I don't like Baldwin. a dick. So the history between Emery and Baldwin, I'm just going to tell you now, it's complicated. So they met in college. He was a TA for one of her classes, and she's always been attracted to him. I don't know why. But she has been. Me neither. And um, so he is a type of person the type of guy he keeps her close but he never crosses the line into like dating territory right they go on like date scenarios but like he always We're is friends. like oh later i'm going on a date with so-and-so right always parading he has a he had a girlfriend and whenever he decided to um move to new york he broke up with his girlfriend and so emory was like oh well maybe if i move to new york with him maybe it'll we'll be our finally chance. be our chance together so this is why she follows him to yes. fucking new york she yes. takes an apartment next door and guess what nothing has changed so yep. far he has gone out on dates and he's brought them back mm-hmm. and like paraded them in front of her they it's still like do their little friendly dinners but they're friendly yes. you know but you can tell, like, you can tell that they're not compatible because the way that she just talks about how he loves going out to, like, fancy five-star restaurants. And she's just kind of, like, a regular kind of burger kind of girl. Which, by the way, that's why her skirt fell down because she ate a big burger and she unzipped her skirt. <laughs> which I was like, you are You're my me. hero. Yeah, You're my I'm hero. like, that's what I would do. Oh, definitely. Like, definitely make room for the burger. Right. Be sure so, to wear the stretchy pants when you're going yes, out to eat. exactly. <laughs> so, anyway... We don't like Baldwin. Baldwin's an no, asshole. We hate Baldwin. But you it know, reminds it takes me of that dude in a uh, play. Remember? Oh my god, yes. The Reese. dickhead. Just yeah, Reese. Reese. You asshole. Just keeping her on the line. But I, I just, have to say ugh. I liked Reese more than I liked Baldwin. Yeah. Like in the end. Baldwin's always an asshole. Yeah, Baldwin he never remains learns. an asshole. Yes, exactly. It's just, I hate this kind of guy who thinks that, who plays with a woman's emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, look, just tell her. We're never going to be a thing. You yes. know what I mean? Like, get it out in the open so she mm-hmm. can move on. But exactly. he keeps her there so that he can always have her in case he needs her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gross. I hate that. Don't like it either. So Emery puts out 
her hand for Drew's phone, like, because she wants to see his pictures. Like, yeah. you have to see embarrassing <laughs> pictures of me. I want to see them of you. Yeah. And there's zero photos. And Emery's <laughs> like, I thought this was an exercise to learn about each other. And Drew says, it was. You learned I don't play fair. <laughs> He's such a shit. <laughs> he is. And I love him. I love him so much. Love him. Oh, my God. So their relationship is very playful. And he frequently checks out her ass. Like <laughs> Shamelessly. Said. Like, like yeah. not hiding. <laughs> and she, like, calls him out. She's like, were you just looking at my ass? And he was like, oh, yeah. And then, but he says, he was like well if i was unattractive like you definitely like yell at me and she's like fuck you're right yeah shut (laughs) up so basically he's like admit you find him i'm attractive he's always kind of you know egging her on like oh you think i'm pretty yeah he's super he's super flirty yeah and so she calls him she's like oh my god you're an egomaniac hence the name of the book right and she frequently calls him this so we get a little bit of insight into why drew is such a cutthroat divorce lawyer because while in his pov he has this quote and he says I was damn good at my job. Revenge was what they wanted. And every time I dealt a blow to a wife who deserved it, I mentally got even with my own ex, Alexa, all over again. Oh, yes. So Emery doesn't know the story, but now we know. Yeah. He has he has a bad experience. I love the internal character motivation behind Drew. It's it great. It makes so much sense. I love you know? all of the little flashbacks. We're going to get to one in a minute. Yeah, but even though they were painful yes, to watch. Yes, it was. <laughs> so Drew overhears Emery calling around for office space, and she's like, floored at the pricing yeah. they're like overpriced for like little bitty closet space offices <laughs> and so he goes in and he's in her the doorway to the office while she's making her phone calls and he's loving her messy bun and glasses look mm-hmm. like this does it for him he's like oh, why yeah. are these glasses so fucking hot like sexy librarian look and so he's thinking to himself he's like the bad idea i hear myself suggesting certainly wouldn't have come out of my mouth and had i not had a momentary lapse in sanity and so he tells her stay you and your desk should stay i have plenty of space here right so he offers to let emory just work out of his office he's like nobody else is using it you could stay here it's fine and yeah. he's like what the fuck did i just do yeah what just happened yeah so anyway She's staying. They're going to work out of the same office. Yay, proximity. Okay, so we get a few flashbacks of Drew and his ex, and it's always on New Year's Eve. This is an important day. Stuff always fucking happens to Drew on New Year's Eve, and it's his least favorite day for a good reason. Well, the first one shows Drew actually meeting Alexa at a party, and so she's, like, flirting with him. She, like, came in with another guy, She came with this other guy, Levi. Yeah. And... (laughs) So she asked him, and this is a red flag to me. Like, me we too. already know it's going to end badly, but this yeah. is an immediate red flag. She's grinding on him. So, of course, he's, like, not thinking clearly with his, like, right. the upper head. His <laughs> lower head right. is functioning just fine. And she asks, you're applying to law school next year, right? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, red flag. Oh, I'm like, me too. she's looking for a Gold meal ticket. ticket. Bitch. Yes. yes. And I'm like, she's looking for a meal ticket. Yep. So we switch back to present day. I love how we get just a snippet and then we're gone. Like just enough to tease us and be like, what else happened? So we're back to present day and Drew tells his best friend Roman about Emery staying in his office space. And Roman's like, what the fuck, dude? I'm pretty sure I asked you to use that space before. And you told me no. And he's like, she's hot, huh? (laughs) Roman's like, I know. I know. I love Roman, too. So back at the office, Emery is getting prepared to video conference clients. And Drew finally thinks to ask her, well, what's your specialty? Like, what what do you do? And she's like, well, I'm a marriage counselor. So it's so (laughs) ironic 
because he's a divorce attorney right. and she's a marriage counselor. She's and trying to put him back together and he's like, yes. it's so funny. And it becomes a point of contention between these two. And I like how it's never like huge arguments between these two. Yeah. It's just they both have different ideals whenever yes. it comes to love They have and very marriage. different philosophies. And they they talk about it. They chat about it. And not in a, oh, your opinion's ridiculous. They actually right. really do like hash yeah. it out. And it's I great. love how in he even states way. at some point, he's like, you're an idealist. I'm a mm-hmm. realist. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, you know, that's, I don't know. I just, it, it's so perfect. Their pairing is so perfect. And yep. the fact that they talk it through and actually see both sides. So Emery helps Drew unpack his office and he discovers while chatting that Emery moved to New York City on the off chance that Baldwin might give her a chance. Gross. And he tells her that he's a douchebag because he knows that she's in love with him and is stringing her along. Yeah, he's like, "Um, I'm pretty sure Baldwin's aware of your feelings and he's a douchebag for not, you know, he he knows it and he's still parading women around you and he's not setting you straight. Like, that's an asshole move. I love he said, he goes, he says, let me get this straight. He walks women by the apartment you live in and has never acknowledged that he knows how you feel about him. The guy's an asshole. Yeah. You know? Well said, Drew. Well said. I know. I was like, thank you for telling her, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and not tiptoeing around it. I also love that about Drew, that whatever he's thinking, you're going to hear it. Oh, yeah. You know? he has no filter. He's not going to hide it. No filter. So Emery kind of defends him, kind yeah, of doesn't. She's kind of like, thinking about it. Right. But I don't want to. It's, yeah. it's like you don't want to be this person who literally followed somebody across the All the way here country. for no reason. Yeah. You and don't now you're be that stuck person. here. You got screwed over in the whole, like, yeah, exactly. office face thing. So, so I. I get her kind of being like pushing back. Right. Like I need, I need this to work. I need this to be Mm -hmm. real. Yeah. I I totally feel her. So she discovers a picture of Drew and a little boy while unpacking the box. And she asks him, Oh, is this your little boy? And he gets like really like rigid and Mm -hmm. stony. And it's like, no, but then he doesn't want to talk about it. And he's like, and he makes excuses to be alone. Yeah, to like, he's like, oh, I got to go do this. I got a yeah. conference or something. Yeah, he's like, you know, yeah. and so she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sore spot. What's going yes. on there? So then we get another flashback where Drew is marrying Alexa after um, she's knocked up. So did you know right away? Oh, when she was knocked up, that that was not absolutely. Yeah, I did too. Absolutely that was not because the big child. red flag was that she entered the party with, with another man guy and immediately locked on him because yes. he's going to law school. Yes, exactly. So I was like, "There's no way that she was faithful to him," and I'm like, "Of course, since he's talking to Roman, and Roman's like, you can totally like escape. You yes. can get in my car." And he was like, "No, it's the right thing to do. I think we'll work out, you know, and yeah. it's better for the baby and stuff like that." Yeah. And I knew right away, I'm like, fuck, he's you know, being, he's doing the right thing, which is. personally, I don't condone getting married just because you're pregnant because right. of shit like this. Yes. Um, that should not be the reason why you're getting married. Exactly. But he's a good guy. You see where his intentions are. Right. They're good, you know? And the thing is, um, and she's been playing the whole, you know, I'll support you and I'll help you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like she's sort of like playing the game to oh, string yeah. him along to Absolutely. get that wedding ring. But um, what I also like is that here, it's interesting to note that Roman here, Roman's his best friend, and he tells him, look, dude, if you want to leave right now, I will drive us away and we'll get out of here. Yeah. It, it's important because Roman comes into play later. Yes. <laughs> yes. This whole thing. So Drew, um, so then we snap back to the present and Drew eavesdrops on Emery's video conference and she hears him snickering at her advice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So she's counseling this couple. She's counseling a couple and he is like this little asshat. Uh, yeah, she's like telling them how to work on a long distance relationship and stuff like that. Yeah. And he is like making it known that like, he does oh not agree God, with anything like that she's saying. That's 
idiocy. Yes. So he's like, he asks her, he's like, you really think marriages can be saved? And she's like, well, not all, but yeah, I think most can. Opening the lines of communication can fix a lot of things. I but, agree with this. Yes, I agree too. Communication is key. I agree I too. love Emory. She's a good psychologist. <laughs> but he, of course, thinks she's naive and um, she's offended by his attitude. So this is the first sort of like barrier where they do not agree at all mm-hmm. and can't really see across the divide. But I love how it doesn't last long. No, because it like, doesn't. the very it next doesn't. scene was yes. him wanting to apologize. Yes. So he does later apologize for his criticism of her work. And he wants to make it up to her. He's like, look, I'm going to take you out for um, my favorite burger at this, you know, joint. You're going to love it, you mm-hmm. know. And she's like, okay, free meal. Yes. Yes, let's <laughs> go. Because I could use that. You were an asshole. Yeah. Buy me dinner. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I love that she's not difficult either. Like, no. And that's why. You know? And yeah, I like how she like forgives him, moves on. And I also like how Drew's, whenever they get to the burger joint, and I think it's a bar as well. Yeah. He kind of compares it to like how easily Emery just like yeah we're gonna be at this not special restaurant yeah and the way that his ex-wife alexa just wanted to be seen at like the big places not only that but baldwin always takes her to these yes. fancy restaurants and she doesn't like and that. she doesn't like that food she's like like yeah, she like devours the burger after i eat I, the baldwin's <laughs> favorite meals yeah, restaurants like french restaurants and whatever mm-hmm. and and i just love their conversation there that was a fun scene it was, it was at fun. the burger joint Yo, yeah that was a good one so emory prides at drew's reason for being cynical about marriages and he admits to her that he was married for five years but he's still like not telling her yeah what happened. he doesn't want to elaborate anymore than yes that. but he is opening up a little bit um and then Baldwin hears her getting home and he asked her where she was and he's kind of jealous when Emery says Drew took her out to dinner to make up for being a jerk. At least we we get it right we away that he's it. jealous. Emery doesn't get it. Emery doesn't get it. He's like, "Oh, well, like his um, tune changes." He, yeah, he's like, "Maybe I should stop by your office." Yeah, he's like, "Maybe I should just see like if where if he's you, being a jerk and yeah, stuff like I need, that." I need to protect you. Yeah. Gross. Douche. Anyway, so she thinks Baldwin is being so sweet. Okay, but he's really, we know he's just pissing and marking his territory, exactly. right? Exactly. Gross. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many times I'm going to say gross whenever Baldwin's gross. name comes out, but I'm just, just letting you know it's not the last time I'll say it. <laughs> yuck. Disgusting. <laughs> gross. Okay. Um, he immediately mentions her birthday. He's like, oh, we need to go out to dinner for your birthday. And guess Let's what? Guess, guess he's going to pick the restaurant. That's another mark yes. of a douche. It's her birthday. Yes. That's that fancy French restaurant that she doesn't even like. Grody. I mean, what an asshole. Like, when you go out for somebody's birthday, you take them somewhere where they want to go. It shows, right? He, he doesn't even pay attention to what she likes. Yeah. He doesn't so know. I love, though, that that night, because, okay, Drew used to tease her because she's so uptight, like so uptight, and she's not getting enough sleep. And he's like, you know what helps with sleep? Basically, Drew tells her that the endorphins from masturbating will help you sleep. So, you know, you ought to just take care of that. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, that's, I'm not going to do that. She's like, I would never. So, of course, that night. <laughs> After the whole dinner, uh, burger dinner, she does go to sleep. And guess who she um, masturbates to visions of? Drew. Drew. It's not definitely not Baldwin. Fuck not Baldwin. Baldwin. Okay, so the next morning, Drew observes that she's at the office early that morning. Like, whoa, you're not a morning person, but you're here. You must <laughs> she's have She's mighty perky. Yeah, you must have slept really well. <laughs> and whenever he makes that observation, she blushes furiously. And yeah. he was like, I was right. And he wants her to admit it. And so he's like, he's like, well, I did. And I did it this morning. Like, I had a great night's sleep. <laughs> and he's just teasing her. And before she escapes his office, he asks, 
one thing. Were you thinking about me when you got off? And she looks like a deer in headlights. Yes. And he was, this was like a throwaway line. He was just teasing her. He was just teasing her. And whenever her. he sees her reaction, he's like, fuck, I'm right. And he's oh my like, God. delighted. I know. He's, he's like, like oh, yes. 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 He's like, pumped. It's awesome. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> so Drew and Emery have a drink at the office after a particularly nasty client that Emery had to deal with. He's an obvious like abuser. Drew actually stepped in. Yeah. Because the husband scary. was yelling. It was awful. Yeah. So they're drinking because he's like, it calls for a drink. Yeah. And then Baldwin appears. Oh. At the yeah, office. Baldwin. And they're like, you know, sitting, chilling, drinking. And Baldwin's like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. And he's Asshole. supposed to be going on a date with his his friend, Rachel. Yes. And he decides to stay and hang out with Emery for like the hour. And then, oh, what do you know? I'm just going to reschedule with Rachel. We can go another time. Yeah, I thought you, and I go you can have dinner. And like, Drew's got his number. Oh, yeah. Drew's like, I don't know Absolutely. Like, gross. <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop it. It's an automatic Baldwin reaction. Gross. His last name is Gross, by the way. <laughs> I seriously can't stop thinking he's awful. Baldwin Gross douchebag. <sighs> okay. That is his full name. So another flashback to New Year's Eve and Alexa wants to go out to party instead yeah. of staying home for their anniversary. It's their anniversary. And um, <laughs> Drew's like enamored with his son and he's like, He's like, oh, I kind of feel bad. Like, she really hasn't gotten to do anything. Yeah. The baby's still kind of new. And, yeah, I think you can just go. I'll stay home yeah. with the baby. And yeah. you go to your friend's house. And she's like, oh, yay, really? Well, guess what? This bitch stays out all fucking night. Yeah. Doesn't call. He doesn't. He can't get in touch with her. Doesn't even come back till 10 in the morning. And whenever he's looking out the window, he sees her down the road yeah. getting out of a uh, yellow charger. Yeah, come with like on. a distinctive like number nine on the side. Oh, yeah. And so it's he's got to know she's sleeping around at this fuck, point, you know? Gross. Oh, she's gross too. Anyway, yes. so we snap back to the present day and Emery is hanging oh, a whiteboard. Oh, my on God. The door. whiteboard, y'all. <laughs> this is one of my favorite things that happens in this book. So funny. And so she likes to write inspirational messages. So what she used to do is actually put them on her website. Right. And um, so she likes to write them on her. She put them on the back of her door so that when her people walk into her office, they can see the inspirational message. Yeah. And so she writes this message on the board saying, blowing out someone else's candles doesn't make yours shine brighter. Today, I will make my spouse <laughs> shine by blank. And like you, you take. You fill that in. Yeah. You fill that in. You take control of that you philosophy. Take control. And Guess you who's just... going to take control of this? This is going to be fun. <laughs> oh, my God. So after you a can't session. So after a session, Emery's clients check out her board. Whenever they're leaving, they're, they're like, oh, where's oh. the inspirational thing from your from your website? Oh, right. it's on the back of the board. You can read it. So the wife is like giving her an odd look and the husband is smiling ear Oh, to yeah. He's ear, like grinning. And she's like, like Cheshire what's cat. going on? <laughs> so she walks out. She reads the board and it has changed to say blowing someone else makes his day shine brighter. Today, I will make my spouse shine by blowing him. <laughs> Drew changed the damn sign and she's so fucking mad oh my gosh it's so funny this becomes a really common shtick that happens yes. like he's always going to change her he's inspirational messages to something sexual and this is so fun and oh. so she's like yelling at drew for the stunt and he's like too fascinated by her glasses and i love how this turns around yeah. because he like basically tells her how beautiful she is and she's like stop like stop like saying stuff you don't mean and he's right. like oh no i'm like one you you should know this about me. I'm 100% serious. Yeah. And so now yeah. she's like, oh, he thinks I'm hot. Yeah. 
and I just love how that whole situation came to be. And he invites Emery for burgers with him and Roman. Like, you come hang out with us. Yeah. But she says, <laughs> I have dinner plans with Baldwin. Maybe another time. So Baldwin ends up by canceling on Emery. Of course. In such a dick move, he, he was like, well, Rachel was upset that I canceled on her last night. So I can't take you out to your birthday dinner. Yeah. Douchebag. Yeah. So she decides to just wallow in her office. And this is where we get Drew's like off the clock. He's upstairs. Right. He brought home a woman. This is the first woman that we see him with. We just heard about his exploits before. Right. And he's about to get busy, but he is a trooper because he does not have sex without wrapping up. And yeah. I'm like, applaud. But Good anyway, boy. safe sex. <laughs> um, so he's like, I have a condom in my desk downstairs. Yeah. I need to go run and get it. Whenever he's in his office, he can hear the sniffling and he's like oh Emery's still here like the lights on and he hears her crying and he's like what's wrong and she's like oh nothing like Baldwin was supposed to take me out to dinner and he canceled and stuff yeah. and he was and she was like it's my birthday I know it's so sad and she's like, like I'm just gonna birthday? go home and he was like fuck and he was like what an idiot and so he grabs the condom goes back upstairs and whenever he sees this woman like ready to get down yeah all I can think about is Emery and he was yes. like, he, he's like, I'm sorry, something's come up, a client and you got to go. Bye. I love that he wasn't able to go through with it mm-hmm. with her. You In know? this book, he is, he doesn't sleep with anybody else. No, he doesn't. Besides Emery. He doesn't. And he, I love that too. He hasn't been with anybody since he's been back. That's and a thing. Since he's met um, Emery. I have to say that is something that I struggle with when reading other books, when mm-hmm. the guy and girl, they're still not together, but they're sleeping with other people. And I'm like, no, like, you know, it just I'm, gets me. I mean, I don't love it because I know that yeah. they're supposed to be, to get, be together since it's a romance. But as long as like, it's explicitly stated that they're like, they're hundred percent in the friend zone and right. not even thinking about being in yeah. a relationship. But whenever it's like unrequited love and one person really loves the other person has to watch them. Yeah. Be somebody else. I don't like that. Yeah. I'm same just like, for oh, me. It's too much. It's too painful. You know? I can't. <laughs> so Drew rushes downstairs. Like I yeah. hope Emery's still here. And whenever she is, he's like, come on, let's go. Let's get shit face. And he was like, and she was like, Oh, what about your guest upstairs? And he was like, I got rid of her. Yeah. Like straight up. I got rid of her. Yeah. You're more important, Emery. <laughs> I know. Oh, I love her. I love okay, it. Okay, so they go to a dive bar um, that he and Roman like to go Which to. Which is perfect. And he's perfect. never taken a girl there, no. by the way. And so he's very attracted to Emery and not just physically. And she consistently demonstrates with like an amazing person she is. Yeah. And it's the opposite of his ex. Like she's fine in these types of situations. Mm-hmm. She's a go with the flow type of girl. And um, she even, they just chit chat about her life. Right. And he, he asked he her, her, what's your, what was your favorite birthday present yes. that you ever got? And he was like, and Emery was adopted. She loves her parents very much. And, She's like, well, my parents got me a gift certificate for LASIK eye surgery. Yeah. And she was like, it was my favorite. And he's like, well, you still wear glasses. And she's like, oh, no, I returned it to them. <laughs> and he was like, I thought you said it was your favorite gift. And she was like, yeah, the fact that my parents, who don't have a lot of the money, money bought this for, for me. me. Like, it yeah. meant the world to me. But I couldn't let them spend that money yeah. on, on something, you know, that wasn't completely necessary. Like, she's I so can still good. I love her. And I'm just, and he is just like, what the fuck? That's like, that's totally opposite. opposite. Of, of Alexa. what Alexa would yeah, do. Alexa's exactly. all about like taking herself, taking, from taking, others. taking. Yes. Exactly. So here's an example of him falling in love. Yeah, because she's very selfless. <laughs> yes. And Alexa was is very selfish. Absolutely. Right. 
So this is when we kind of come to my showdown scene mm-hmm. where Dro- Drew drops her off at her it. door at 2 a.m. And Baldwin, gross douchebag, we officially <laughs> named him, <laughs> opens the door. And that's when Drew's like, fuck this, and kisses Emery. And of course, again, it starts off like as a way to stick it to Baldwin, but then it transforms very quickly. Like she melts into him. She moans into his mouth and mm-hmm. it is on. Yes. Okay. They have a super sexy kiss. Like they definitely have a lot of chemistry going on. Right. And so, but then Drew, he's still like, it's all there. But at the same time, when he lets her go, he's like, well, maybe this will make him jealous now. And so he kind of like plays it off. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is a new feeling for Drew. He's not yes. going to immediately be like gung ho for a relationship exactly. with Emery. Exactly. Even though he's having all the feelings. So then we get another flashback. Okay. New Year's Eve flashback where Drew's father was diagnosed with liver cancer a few months ago. Okay. So he and Alexa have moved um, to New York from Atlanta and Alexa hates it because she's you know, complaining yes. while he's going through this emotionally devastating yes. blow. All she can think about is herself. Certain death. Yes. Coming. And she just like so sad that her friends aren't in New York. Yeah, and she's she like, I have no the friends parties here. And the shopping. Yeah. And I'm just like, what an asshole. I know. Because I know, because he had waited to move back to New York for a long time because of her. Yeah, because and they were supposed to move back after they yes. got married, but she kept wanting to put it yeah, off because that wanted building to stay he's in Atlanta. was actually his father's. It's handed down, you know, through the generations, yeah. and so he only gets to move back once his father's diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, you know, and so those last months he has to stay with him, and that whole time Alexis being a total bitch. Whoa, you know, I hate I her. Like her. So we hate her too. So Emery has, uh, so we go back to present and Emery has a sticky note on her desk from Drew telling her to grab something from his apartment while he's out all day for work. I love this. I love it. Get you a man like Drew. Oh my God. That's all I got to say. So she does. She goes upstairs and finds out that he arranged, because she had mentioned how she misses having baths because she can't she doesn't she, she has, has like a the shower tiniest appoint, apartment, apartment with like a shower, no room, shower it just that's has it. a shower right so he arranged for her to have a long soak in his giant bathtub since she's only you know had the small shower and misses her baths um and he even bought her like girly soaps and little floral yes, studsies he, he and bought like, her all the fucking spa shit the she could want i know because he's like out of town we find that emory is really confused by the kiss because she's starting to have feelings for drew Okay. And of course, Baldwin is now like wanting to make up for the dinner that he ditched. You know, he's back in like clawing at her now because, that he sees Drew kissing yes, her. Like, yes. Someone's moving in on his woman. <laughs> his second hand woman <laughs> that's on back burner. Um, so she gets ready for the dinner for, with Baldwin, but she's really annoyed. Okay. And she ends up faking. She starts getting sick. a backbone. Yes. I love it. She finally is like, you know what? I don't want to go on this dinner. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, I'm not going to do it just because it's Baldwin. Yeah, she cancels right on before, him. Right before Baldwin gets to her door, she gets a text like Drew being like, are you still in the hey, office? You want some Yeah, you want some takeout? Yeah. So she cancels. Emery says she needs to move on. And Drew volunteers for the job. She's like, I need to move on from Baldwin. He's like, oh, yeah. He said, I meet all the criteria. Plus, I have a big bathtub. That's a bonus. Come to think of it, maybe I should be vetting you better. I'm a catch <laughs> this is how full of himself he is but in a charming way <laughs> it is it's, it's very like, charming it is. it's appealing his the way that he's very confident is appealing to me yeah he's and super he's confident not, and he's not like saying it in a douchebag way a lot of things that he says is to make her smile because just to make her laugh being kind of ridiculous yes. you know and you know it's and it does and they kind of laugh over it but then he's like think about it yeah like he's like being like he's serious, serious like and like, she's like think about it i don't know we work together that'd be weird huh? i know 
So later on, she is fussing at him for yet another whiteboard change that reads, here we go, guys. (laughs) It's not what you do. It's who you do it to. Today, I'd like to do you and I mean it. (laughs) This changes it. So... Um, yeah, so he's flirting with her and he observes that she gets a little aroused mm-hmm. from the flirtation. Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, I think your body likes me and your head is fighting it. The two should fight it out like adults naked in the bedroom with me. <laughs> Which is so funny. He's constantly saying shit like this. I can't not. I love him. I know. He's adorable. He's, no, he's so seriously funny. adorable. It's funny because some guys can say sexual things and it's like you're like, so turned off disgusting like yeah go it's away. like go away you pervert yeah. but then whenever you just have chemistry with somebody yeah. it suddenly becomes okay and i find this to be a strange phenomenon we had talked yes, about this we did whenever like some some people who like dirty talk and it's like no but then whenever yeah, you're yeah. with someone who you like it's like oh yeah yeah now it's you good. can you can dirty talk all you want slap my ass and go whatever else <laughs> let's go so um they kiss and take advantage of their clear schedule to get it on in his apartment okay so this we have hot sex against the window hot it is so hot i love i love creative sex scenes Mm because y'all let me tell you as a writer it is hard to come up with original shit it is and when i don't know it's just and not that this is like super original but it is in the way that it's done in the way mm-hmm. that it's drew and emory and the personalities it's it's good it's good and it's i love all hot. the sex scenes in this book yes me too 100 percent behind them okay so emory asks if this is more than a one-time thing and he says yes that it is that they are exclusive mm-hmm. yay <laughs> um Emery also asked Drew about his ex-wife, and he tells her what the catalyst was for the divorce. So then we find oh, out. Oh, this is terrible. We find flashbacks. out. We get the flashback to the New Year's Eve where she insists on going. She goes somewhere, and she takes back when he told her not to. She wants to. to go to a party. And she wants he to go like, to a party. No, he told her no. He, she loads up Beck into yeah, the backseat. She takes seat. Beck anyway to this mm-hmm. party. They end up getting in a car accident that damages Beck's kidneys, and so they have to it was. It, I have to note it wasn't her fault. The car wreck. Yeah, was not it wasn't her, her fault. fault. But the, it, it's, he still blames her for. She wasn't supposed to be out anyway. And New Year's Eve, honestly, is a dangerous. Well, the next night. part is is really the catalyst. Yeah. It wasn't quite the accident, right? It's it wasn't what the follows accident. after. It's the fact that when they went to test his blood, the nurse tells Drew that it is impossible that you are his father with your blood type. Yeah, it is physically like, impossible. Mm-hmm. And so when he looks at Alexa, like what? And, and she, she does not refute it. Knows it. She just looks away and won't meet his eyes. I mean, it is. I mean, devastating, devastating. And I think what's most devastating, and you do find out this tidbit, how long she's known. She's known from the very beginning because the father we find out is named Levi Archer Archer. Bodine. Right. And she suggested Beck's middle name and Beck's middle name is Archer. Archer. And she's so like, I've she's always, always wanted the middle name Archer. Known. Yeah. She's yeah. a terrible She's a terrible person. Terrible. Terrible. And so Ugh. we get this heart-wrenching fact that he is not his blood son, and he's like constantly fighting for time with her. Because he's like, he tells Emery, he's still my son. Yeah. You know? Oh man, I love so, a good. I, I love a good man, and this is a good man. He yes. even gives one of his kidneys to Beck whenever one of them was yes. like failing, and I'm just like, oh, oh. Anyway, so Emery tells Drew, "You're a beautiful man, Drew Jagger," and I don't mean on the outside. And I'm like, yeah, you are. Yes. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so Drew has shared custody of Beck, and ex- and I at this point in the story, I was not 
expecting this child. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I wasn't it expecting... was late in the story. Yeah, where but he I loved it. Comes he was in. incorporated beautifully because like yeah. Drew and Emery had their time to be together. And now right. we get like another layer. Yeah. I love Agreed. how she wrote this. So Drew has shared custody of Beck in exchange for a hefty monthly child support sum. Of course. <laughs> And his name is no longer on the birth certificate at all, and the biological father has never tried to get to know Beck Yeah, at he doesn't all. care. Nope. And so Alexa calls Drew, trying to change the day that Beck's going to fly out to New York, but he holds firm, and he's like, no, it's my time. You've already pushed it back. And he has to bribe her with money, because yes. she spends it like it's nothing. He's like, fine, I'll send Just you another thousand his dollars or whatever. Yes. It's so horrible. It's terrible so drew picks his son up from the airport introduces him to emory in her office and beck invites her to ice skate with them he's such a cute little kid <laughs> he is he's so open i love this mm-hmm. kid so emory gets a sprained ankle at the ice rink <laughs> and but they had a really good time it's really funny and whenever that the hospital and the doctor's like oh ma'am your husband's gonna have to go and she's like oh he's not my husband and he was like yeah that's my girlfriend and so like drew's Aww. the one that's all he's like, the one who claims and, her yeah like, and she's yeah. like I'm his girlfriend. I am. Like, she's excited about it. She's so cute. And Drew actually carries her like all the way from the hospital, like yes. into the car, out of the car, up the elevator, and sits yeah. her on the sofa while he, Beck, and Roman ends up by being there. Yeah, I love that Roman's watching uh-huh. all of this very intently. Yes, and they get the food on the table. And Emery observes she's like dinner was far from perfect. Like they were like arguing and stuff right. about like politics and all that. <laughs> Constantly. And she was like, it was loud, and we occasionally talked over each other, but I couldn't remember the last time I enjoyed to meal so much and i love relationships <laughs> like that where you don't get along 100 of the time but it's yeah. still awesome. it's argumentative yes so yeah. roman observes that her and drew fighting a lot normal bickering and disagreeing not like full-on fighting is drew's tell and he this. says that drew is in love with her and Roman says, I can see that neither of you have figured it out yet, but talk to me in a month or two. <laughs> Yay, Roman, Roman. See, Roman approves of Emery, and yes. he did not approve of Alexa. Right. right. So Emery watches how amazing Drew is with Beck. He's so involved and patient. And they even plan a themed movie night for Emery where they cook a meal related <laughs> to the show that they're going to watch. Like she used to do with yes. Baldwin. Like she loved having these themed movie nights. Yeah. And Beck's like, this is your movie night. We ha- we're watching Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and we're going to do He's- Meatballs. So He's cute. adorable. And he was so like, yeah, cute. my dad told me. It was just... <laughs> And it's so I love fun to see this kids kid are gets into the story. it. Yes, I know. I love it. Kids need to be important to the story if you're going to put them in there. Yes, agree. Beck is. So Emery watches Beck for Drew while he's out at work, and Beck manages to burn his hand on the stove whenever she was making like popcorn on mm-hmm. the stove. And Drew isn't actually mad at all. Like I, it would have happened if I was doing it too. It's yeah. fine. But we all know it's going to be a problem with Alexa. I know it was just bad foreshadowing. I could see it coming. I'm like, oh, me fuck. too. So Alexa waltzes into the office later in the week, and she is every bit as stuck up and snobbish as Emery imagined she would be because she answered the phone one time, and she was on the phone, and she was like, oh, my God, she sounds terrible. Yeah. She really is. And so Drew is later on in the week served with papers in the morning saying that there's going to be changes in the custody arrangement. And they've, and also changes in the visitation and all that has to be modified. Yeah. So he runs to Alexa's apartment, like, Alexa, what the fuck's going on? Guess what? She's not there. Yeah. Beck's everything's not gone. There. Everything's, everything's gone. gone. Like, this was a very planned out thing that happened. Oh, yeah. She moved out. She'd well already, she'd advanced. been moved out. Yes. And so he runs to get Roman to track her down because this is like Roman's thing. Right. And she's in Atlanta. Right. Oh, she's it's a terrible so person. So Drew tries to get uh, the hearing moved to New York since 
since that is where they are living. But the judge um, hates him from a previous custody hearings. They've been judge. In. Yes, this judge is very like. I don't know. He's like all about respect, but he's disrespectful. Yeah. He's yeah. terrible. And he's on a power trip, too. Definitely. So he's like, no, we're going to keep in Atlanta, especially since she moved away from New York, you know, and has proof that she's now living in Atlanta. Yeah, and he's also prejudiced against New York because he's like this great state of Georgia. The great and state I'm just of like, Georgia. fucking shut up. I know. Shut up, you stupid southern <laughs> caricature accent. Shut up. <laughs> He drove me nuts. He did, but I, I loved it, but I, I hated know, it. Me too. It was like, come on, boys. You know, like, it was just so. Yeah, he was a good old boy. Backwards. Good old boy. It's okay. Anyway. All right. So Alexa is making a motion for the biological father, Levi, to spend time with Beck and the time will have to come out of Drew's scheduled time. So he's super pissed and wants to fight it. That means that Drew will have to fly back and forth from Atlanta to New York until they iron out the details. First of all, for me, okay, he has money, but like me, I was like, oh my God, the expense that That's he has to I go through too. just like, to fly back and forth and the exhaustion, yes. you know, of keeping his own practice and flying back and forth and fighting this. I mean, Alexa is a bitch. She is such a bitch. I don't like her at all. At all. <laughs> okay. So on a return visit to New York, where Emery has been working furiously to make Drew's schedule as streamlined as possible, like she's back there trying to help him out. And he's like so thankful for her. To yes. Do, to she's like there helping him stuff. the whole time. Like he didn't ask her to do no. this. She's just concerned. She's taking care of it. And yes, this, yes. Is, this, this is the man that she loves. I know. So then she, this come, here comes um, Jessen's showdown scene. Drew yes. hands her the flip phone that is Beck's phone that he uses to take pictures with. And this, um, there are all these very sweet moments between him and Beck. I love the one of him um, play shaving yes, next I love to it. him while he's That's shaving my in the mirror. That's my favorite, too. It's so adorable. And then, of yeah. course, we have the picture that Beck took of Emery and Drew falling on the ice and just looking so in love. Yeah, and that's whenever Emery finally realizes that she's 100% in love. In love and I love him. the conversation she later on has with her mom. Like, when did you know yeah, it was right with know? dad? And she was like, well, you know, we just started dating. And then whenever our plans started becoming like, oh, we're going to be doing this. Yes. Like, not this, I, yes. but we. It, all of your plans revolve around an, a we and an us yes. instead of just I, my. Right. And so, yeah, she's, she's thinking about, you know, the future. And he even talks about like, well, next spring we can take Beck up to this. And so right. she's like, oh my God, he's thinking in we terms. Yes, and it's like, she's excited. Yay. I mean, it's obvious they're moving toward yes, that, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> right, right. Of course, we have Nothing this. bad can happen, <laughs> right? Nothing bad can happen. <laughs> Back in Atlanta... The judge, the good old boy judge, commends Drew on his devotion to Beck, but says that the biological father has a right to get to know his son and approves to Alexa's proposed changes to custody and visitation and also denies Drew's petition to have Alexa return to New York to live. This means that if Drew wants to see Beck, he's going to have to move his entire practice to Atlanta. Y'all, this is devastating. Devastated. He is. So he pissed. starts. I know. It's just, it's so painful. I can't even. Y'all just have to read it. Me okay. It's, it's my heart fucking oh, dropped. I was like, like, I wanted to I'm cry. Like, I wanted to stab people and yeah. <laughs> I was just so mad. Me too. <gasps> so he's avoiding Emery's phone calls because we all know his whole. Uh, philosophy about long distance relationships. He does they not, don't. He doesn't think work. they work. At he, all. They had a conversation about this early on in the book. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they don't work. Yep. So 
uh, he talks to Roman and Roman's like, you know, you know, surely y'all make it work. He tells Roman, um, what's the point? It's over. And he continues to blow off Emery, which we know is a dick move, but he doesn't know how to handle it yet. Or he's yeah. avoiding what he plans to do. He's definitely avoiding because he thinks that the only move is to not be with Emery yes, anymore. Yes, is to break up. So when he gets back to New York, he does. He breaks it off with her saying he's quote, not cut out to be on a team and that Beck is his only concern right now. And y'all, he leaves out everything that happened with the custody. So she's just thinking... Because he knows he's like, she's going to try to arrange her whole life around long distance and I don't even want to have... I don't have the energy to have this conversation. Like, I'd rather just like clean break it off and just have her not like me. And even though, like, right as soon as he does it, because she is devastated it's oh, obviously it hurts her so, so much and he's dying inside and he thinks i want to take back the last five minutes and tell her i didn't just want to be her teammate i wanted to be her whole fucking team True. but he doesn't <laughs> he lets her go <laughs> he lets her go so emory is devastated and of course she's understanding because she is a beautiful person yeah and she sees how devoted he is to beck, to beck. so if there's she, any reason that he could give it was one saying i'm putting back first and, and she so she gets out. it and she's mm-hmm. like fine so later in that week after drew gets back from atlanta again he finds emory has moved all her shit out she is n- no trace of her left and he freaks out he freaks out because he's like wait a second she she's moved not here out? like yeah. i don't know what he was thinking that she could just stay there there's I no think that way he was he was like it made it easier to break it off with emory if he still could get some glimpses if of he her. had he still but was why in would his... she stay yeah you know why would she exactly, take she's not paying exactly. rent at this office that's she's exactly not, what she's i not would a do freeloader yeah and i'm know? not gonna stay around and just someone who doesn't want to be with me no, no. yeah I would, she doesn't want to be tortured with him i would be emory i would be like i'm gone yeah. so I mean, <laughs> i'm cramming all my shit in my like apartment <laughs> an obvious progression is her moving but he wasn't thinking he yeah. was just thinking oh i still get to see her as long as she yeah. works and I love that he so he calls his friend Roman. He's like, um, I got a job for you. Yeah. I, I need you to track someone. Find her, make I need sure you she's to track okay. Emory and make sure you're okay. He's like, and if she's dating someone else, do you want to know? <laughs> it's like it's Roman is torturing him and his Roman like, knows he's being oh, stupid. Oh yeah. He knows he's being a total idiot. Yes. So Roman knocks on Emory's door and she lets him in. And of course it is like stuffed with her office furniture. Like they can barely move. <laughs> it's great. Everywhere. He's like, look. Drew's a fucking idiot, okay? Um, but you need to know what really went down. So I he tells her I, that Roman tells her I what's too. going and on. I wanted to say this, this too. This all doesn't get dragged out for very long. It doesn't. So Emery's heartbroken for Drew after she hears about what happened in Atlanta. Yes. But she does stand firm. And she says, whether he was justified or not, didn't change the fact that he hadn't even tried to fight for us. Yeah. That tells me I wasn't worth the risk to him. I need to be worth more than that. I and I'm just like, Emery, that. I feel you. Yes. Good. Yes. I like it. I'm I like it. Drew definitely needs to be the one coming to you. Agreed. Which it doesn't take him long to figure that out. <laughs> so a week later, Drew cannot help but replay this devastating conversation that he had to have with Beck about his biological father. Right. And he told Beck, he's trying to explain like what love is and stuff like that to a child about right. why his biological father has never been in exactly. his life before. It's so hard. So Drew came out with this line to Beck and says, people like, this is why I'm staying. I'm not leaving you. Mm-hmm. And he says, people don't leave when they love someone. They stick around forever. And whenever he's thinking about this, he's like, fuck, I left Emery. I love her. You don't do that. So he's realizing his mistake. Thank God. Yes. And so he's throwing 
the words back in his own face in regards to Emery and he knows that he needs to go make it right. And he gets <laughs> to New York, goes to her apartment and Baldwin answers the door. Yes. Damn it, Baldwin. You gross <laughs> motherfucker. But I love how Drew is not deterred. Oh, no, he's Drew like, is like, get out of my way. He's like, get out of my way and get Move. the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, Baldwin's like, she's she's in the bedroom. <laughs> go away, Baldwin. <laughs> Drew's not falling for it, you asshole. So he he walks past Baldwin and Emery's like, what are you doing here? And he just goes balls to the walls and he's like, I'm in love with you. I'm so sorry. And he says how he was afraid. But now that he's actually grown a pair of balls, like right. he's ready to admit that he was wrong. Yes. And she, he really wants her to give her another chance. And, you know, she makes him grovel for a little bit. Just a little bit. Should. Yeah. But then she <laughs> says she's like she says she doesn't think a long distance relationship will work. And he's like. No. no. <laughs> and then she's like, so that's why I'm going to move to Atlanta. Oh, like, yay. yay. And she's it. like, I would never ask you to choose between like me and Beck. And yeah. of course, I'm going to move to be yeah, with you guys. Like exactly. if you're going to be in Atlanta, I love Beck too. Like I'm going to go. Emery just demonstrating what a wonderful person she is. So epilogue is one year later. I love this epilogue. Sometimes epilogues don't mean this much epilogue. to me. This epilogue is amazing. Ah. So it's Emery's Gotcha Day, which I love Gotcha Day. Yeah. And her parents are flying in to celebrate uh, her Gotcha Day at yeah, their house. Yeah, did we explain Gotcha Day? I don't know if Gotcha we did. Day is the day that you're adopted. Right, just, um, yeah. Instead of, and like, they talk birthday, about it in the book. And Emery says that that day is actually more more important than her right. actual birthday. Yes. This is the day that she discovered her parents. And right. this is the day that she treasures most. Right. So later in that day, she and Beck have a surprise for Drew. <laughs> and Beck tells him happy gotcha day and hands Drew a paper. And Drew's like confused, like, uh, uh, this is what? Emery's day. What are you talking about? He opens it up to reveal adoption papers for Beck. And Emery explains that she convinced Beck's dad, who with Roman's help. has no interest in Beck. Yes. And broke up with Alexa, like, soon after the hearing the previous year. He had never tried to see Beck at all. Yeah, I love that Roman had interest in all this too like he oh, did yeah. like some background he was following levi yeah, yeah, yeah. to like find out oh he's and not even paying attention or doing exactly. anything exactly yeah. so emory and roman convinced levi to sign over his rights in exchange for drew paying his child support because this is the thing yeah. once levi's uh fighting for custody oh now you get to pay child support well right. Levi didn't want to do he's that he's like no he's like <laughs> not interested in Beck at all and he definitely doesn't want to pay any money Alexa and him aren't even together anymore and yeah. so it wasn't that hard to get him to sign over his right. rights so Alexa didn't fight it either because guess what she found herself a new yeah, man yeah she's got a new man yeah gross she's so disgusting <sighs> and she doesn't even care about Beck no no, she's like offline doing whatever. But, but Becca Drew, needs everything to Drew. Drew cries and he's oh. like, it's perfect. Like, this is the perfect. And like, it's so Beck's so excited because now him and Emery have the same gotcha day. And it's yes. just like the most awesome way to end this book. It was, y'all, talk about HEA. I'm flying high. Me too. That, I'm I mean, just like, I'm just grinning I'm like a fucking Cheshire cat the whole time at this epilogue. It was so she beautiful. Was this is one of my favorite Vikelins ever. Is, this is definitely my favorite Vikelin book, but I will tell you there's another one that I loved a lot. We Shouldn't. Oh, We Shouldn't was great. Yes, that's another one. It reminded great. me a little bit of this one. Egomaniac still pushes that one out special for me. place this in my heart my, yeah me too this drew one, and emory are very special absolutely but, but go check out her other books because definitely she is amazing writes great standalone romances yes she does you can just pick up wherever yeah okay guys we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be discussing that kind of guy by talia hibbert
Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A. 